And welcome to it, uh, another edition of Good to Have You on the Show today. If you're listening to Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, we welcome you and enjoy the next hour. You can always contribute as well. We always tell you that this hour is built around you and your schedule and your ability to pick up a phone and call us with your questions. You have any uh any things you're wondering about, about uh, your employment law, your employment rights, as far as your uh, work life is concerned, maybe a layoff question has something to do with severance or being on disability or something to do with your boss. Maybe you are an employer, you got some questions, bring them all on. We'll answer all of them toll free. Of course, one 9898 one live and ready to go. John Scholes here. Of course, Lior Samfiru is alongside employment lawyer. Sam Fury to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. You have free access anytime you would like as well to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website's so good because in buried in there, baked into that website is the free uh, severance calculator, which over 2 million Canadians have used. So you can check that out anytime you like. But I digress. Like I said, one 399 9898 to call the show right now and talk to us. Our main topic throughout the hour will be everything you need to know about medical leaves, but we always get warmed up, stretch our employment law legs with a couple of things that have been going on recently with you, pal. What do you got? John, 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 great to be mm-hmm. here. Great to be back live. Great to be talking about employment law and answering a lot of questions. So if you're dealing with a workplace problem, an issue, a conflict, maybe your boss has threatened you. I got a couple emails just this weekend from people saying my boss is threatening me with all kinds of things. Well, if that's you or whatever other the situation you may be facing, you have a great opportunity right now to call us on the air, ask your question, ask me what to do, and I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you how to respond or if you should even respond and what the law does and says to protect you. We have really good employment laws in Canada, and I can tell you what they are, what they are and how they protect you and what they do for you. It's not always the workplace uh, is, is smooth sailing. If yours is smooth sailing and everything is great, that's amazing. But if it's not, you have an opportunity right now to call us and find out how to make it better. And I'll tell you. And, of course, you can also reach out to me in the office anytime, phone or email. We'll keep giving you that throughout the show, so stay tuned for that. But now that we know what we want to do, why don't we just go ahead and do it? Let me tell you mm-hmm. about a couple of situations that came across my desk. First one, I'll tell you, John, as a gentleman that I spoke with, so he had uh, worked for the, his employer for six months. And on the first day back from the holidays, first day back, get, getting called into a meeting, happy holidays, happy new year, we're letting you go. Uh, it's not uh, working out, nothing that you did, it's just not a good fit. We wish you all the best. Now, he had worked there for six months. And company had offered him three weeks severance. Now, even as a six-month employee, by the way, John, this was not a good offer. In fact, he was owed about four months, even if he was just a six-month employee. So three weeks was already awful. But this is now where the story ends. Before he joined the company, he had worked for the same employer for 15 years. And he was recruited away from this company. The new company contacted him through LinkedIn, eventually convinced him to have a meeting, made him all kinds of promises about growth and about future income. Eventually, they convinced him to join them. He did. And of course, six months later, things didn't work out. They let him go. Well, why is that important? It's important because if an individual is recruited from a company only to just then be let go shortly thereafter, they're owed enhanced severance that recognizes their time with the previous company. So even though he only worked with this employer for six months, 
because he had 15 years at the previous company and he was recruited away from that company, he's now owed additional severance, potentially 12, 14, 15 months of severance. Again, even though he only worked there for six months. So I'm involved now. I'm going to help him get that severance. It's not going to be that difficult. But I want everyone to remember that there's many reasons. This is just one of them. There's many reasons as to why you may be owed a lot more severance than you realize. And it's so, so, so important that you give me a call. You don't want to find out when it's too late that you were owed much more and you didn't do anything about it. So that's a good example. Do the same thing that he did. If you lose your job, no matter what the circumstances, give me a call. Want to throw that out there as well, guys. Anytime you need to get a hold of Lior and his team, do not hesitate for a second to pick up that phone and have a chat. one 821 5900 But as mentioned here and now is your time immediately to get on air and chat with us. We'd love to get you on toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. We'll get to uh, Don's been hanging on for a moment or two. Don, thanks uh, so much for taking the time today and standing by. How are you, pal? I'm good. So my question is, because previously in the past, I well, I went from non-union to union, and then I worked for the union, and I protected the interest and in made sure that our union protected all the rights of the people that were working there. Like, we, would, we were really hard after the company for any results we got. But I've noticed lately there's one particular union. I'm not going to mention the company right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're, uh, they got nothing. If they get fired tomorrow, no severance. If they get whatever suspended, they get they can't even collect unemployment. It's, it's absolutely insane. So my question is, is how can I assist them? I've, I've assisted them in getting a multi-million dollar lawsuit going, but how can I break the union? And would your company be um, willing to come in and assist in that? Because I want this union gone. They, they're pathetic. Well, there is a, a certain number, a certain period of time at the end of the collective agreement where, where the workers can vote to have the union gone. So, so there's kind of what we call that the open period. Uh, so that, but that's the only way is for the the employees to vote the union out. Now, if you or someone in that company feels that there's enough support to vote the the union out, then we can chat about it. Yes, I can help you with with that. I've done that before, and I'll need to find out when the collective agreement expires, et cetera. But that's really the only thing that can be done. Uh, If the union's not doing a good job representing the employees or doing a good job bargaining for good terms with the employer, the only thing you can do is vote the union out. That's not easy to do, okay? It's not easy to do. But if there's enough support against the union, then that, that may be possible. If you think that support is there, happy to chat. Okay, thank you. Um, it's a very large union. It goes from one coast of Canada to the other, and I think they got about thirty to 60,000 employees. So it's going to be tricky, but I just couldn't believe that their union has, has done nothing to negotiate good terms for them. It just blew my mind right. when I found out what terms they have. Anyway, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate what you're doing, and uh, have a great evening. Thanks, Don. You're a good man, Donnie. Thank you, pal. Here's that uh, number going forward again to reach out to Leo and his team, one 821 5900 But here and now, just like Don did, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. Moving down to Craig, who's been in line right behind Don. Craig, thanks for hanging, uh, hanging on there for a moment. How are you? No sweat. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you tonight? Good, sir. Thanks for taking the time. What's on your mind? Well, I have a question in regards to uh, paying. Um, I work on a paving crew. I have for over three decades now. And this outfit I'm currently working with, 
this will be my fifth year coming up. Um, they've taken it upon themselves to uh, reduce in the spring, especially when we're just getting going. Um, but they're letting us work 10 hours a day and paying us straight time for those 10 hours. And then, say, Thursday at, you know, 7 o'clock or 5 o'clock or whatever in the evening, we're done for the weekend. So we're working 40 hours, but we're also working four 10-hour shifts, and nobody's getting any overtime. And I'm wondering if that's legal. So in light of the your, your – your nature of your work, you're in the, the construction uh, kind of field, then there's exemptions from uh, overtime in those situations. So because of that, unfortunately, yes, it's not fair, it's not right, but it is legal. It's not breaking any laws unless, of course, there's an employment agreement in place that requires them to do something different. Uh, in this particular situation, there will be exemptions from overtime. Okay, that's. I, I figured they'd be playing by the rules this day and age, but I just wanted to double check because I know I, sure. I'm the lead hand, and I get all kinds of grief from some of my guys, like yeah. why ain't I getting overtime? Why ain't I getting overtime? And okay, fair enough. I can take that back to the guys. All yeah, right, thanks, thanks Greg. Man. Appreciate the call. Let's get uh, Derek in here just before we take a, a short break. Derek, you're uh, here up next, pal. Thanks for hanging on. What's your question? Hey guys, uh, so. I was terminated without cause on January 4th, and um, they're saying that they're giving me pay in lieu of notice. Now, they're saying they're going to give me one week of my regular wages, but any of the uh, research that I've done is saying, well, for every year that you work, you should get one month. So how long have you been there, Derek, total? Uh, 14 months. 14 months, and what kind of a job, and how old are you? Uh, it was a uh, production job, and uh, I'm 41. So it's not a month that they owe you. They owe three to four months, actually. So it, it's not a month per year. It's a formula that's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. For you, that's three to four months. So a week is nonsense. It's, it's a completely ridiculous. So this is what we call a wrongful dismissal. In, in the sense that you've been let go and you've not, you're not being paid what you're owed. So the good news, though, Derek, is this is not difficult to resolve and to get you the four-month severance that you're owed. So give me a call off air. We'll give you that contact information in a second. Happy to get involved and make sure you get every dollar that the law says you should have. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Have a good day. That is correct. We are back to it, and your chance to call in for the remainder of the hour. You still got lots of time. We got lots of open phone lines, so you can make it happen now and ask your questions here live with Lior standing by one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Email address anytime is help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to remind you as well, you have free and anonymous access to the uh, website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That will clear up a lot of the misconceptions and questions you have when it comes to your employment rights. You will also have access to the severance calculator, which does exactly what the title says, right? Calculate your severance, what it actually should be. And I can almost guarantee it's going to be a lot more than what your uh, former employer is telling you you are owed. So check that out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But everything you need to know about medical leaves, that will be the topic for the uh, remainder of the day in between the phone calls. Uh, start off with a basic one right off the top, Lior. Um, who is legally, legally allowed to take medical leave from work? 
So listen, I, I can tell you that over the past two, three years during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic, medical leaves have been a huge issue. And I'm not just talking about because people may have had COVID and then they had to go on leave because of that. There's been a lot of stress. The world has been kind of crazy over the past few years. So I've seen a lot of leaves because of depression and anxiety, you know, mental health issues. So the issue that's always asked of me is, well, who can actually take a leave? Who should be allowed to take that leave? And the answer is actually quite simple. It's quite straightforward. A person can take a leave if their doctor says that for medical reasons, they shouldn't be working. It's as simple as that. If you have a doctor's note saying that you can't work for medical reason, that entitles you to a leave. It's not up to you necessarily. It's not up to your employer to agree. They don't have a say in that. Your doctor is the only one that can decide that. And you'll see kind of the theme throughout this discussion about medical leaves that the doctor is so, so important. So if you have that doctor's note, you can take a leave, whether your medical condition is a, a physical one, like a broken bone, or maybe it's one that you can't see on an x-ray, like you know, you're suffering from a mental health issue. Either way, if, if, if it's legitimate and your doctor says you can be off, you can be off work. Get through some more of these uh, talking points in between the phone calls. We've got Chris on the line here who's been standing by for a couple of moments. Again, uh, toll-free 1-877-399-9898. Chris, thanks for taking the time. How are you? You're welcome. Thank you very much for, for taking my call. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? We're, uh, we're ready to roll. What's, uh, what's your question, my friend? Good. I, I was terminated without cause also at my job. And there was no severance package. I spoke to the owner of the company, and I, I, I let him know that he has to pay me for termination pay in lieu of notice. And, and what did he say? He said he's not paying anything until he's ordered to. So I went to the <laughs> labor. I went to the labor minister, and they did find that he owes me termination pay. But their calculation is absurd. It's like minimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so I, Chris, we, we've spoken about this many times on the show, and I'm glad you called that. The, the government can't help you with getting your full severance. The government can only help enforce your minimum entitlements, which is a tiny fraction of what you're actually owed. So government can't help with that. For that, we need to engage in the legal process. So some couple of questions for you. Uh, first of all, how long did you work for this company? Four and a half years. Four and a half years, okay. And, and Chris, what kind of a job and how old are you? I'm... I'm a truck driver. Okay. I was driving a truck, and I'm fifty. I'm fifty-nine years old now, but I got I got terminated last January. So right around six months is what severance looks like for you. Okay, six months of of your pay, and there's nothing that they could do to avoid that. Uh, and off, oftentimes, all it would take is one letter from me, and you get paid and you move on. So you've been wrongfully dismissed. You're owed that severance. It's not difficult to get, and the company has no say in that. So, Chris, what I want you to do is I want you to contact me off air. We'll give you that number in just a second, and let's have a chat, and let's get going because it's you've already been waiting a year. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get you what you're owed. I do appreciate that, and I have I do have the number written down already. I, Perfect. I've been listening, and I watched the show also at lunchtime today, and it's it's very interesting. It's very I can't tell you how much it's appreciated that 
uh, folks like you are doing what you're doing because a lot of people we don't know like we don't we don't know the laws we try to work and we trust that the employer is doing everything they're supposed to be doing and in the long run you're entitled to a lot more as as I mentioned and so did you mention so in other words the severance pay it it's it's different from termination pay in lieu of notice or is that the same no it's the same thing it's the same thing it's just okay. a different way some people call it termination pay, pay in lieu of notice, severance. It's all the same. What we're talking about is the compensation that you're owed once you lose your job. Yes, that's that's what I like to hear because even the even the investigative officer for the labor ministry, he even told me straight out, he said, you can probably get more money if you take them to court. But they, they have a guideline that they have to follow and, and exactly. that's all they can get. So, Chris, excellent call. I really appreciate that. You're helping others by calling us on the show, and I look forward to connecting with you off air. Chris, appreciate the, uh, you bet, pal, appreciate the uh, the kind words as well, and that's exactly why we've been doing this show for 10 years and TV for nearly as long, too. You want to tune into that anytime, you can go to employmentlawyer.ca to find a station that carries it. Uh, both Lior and I do the TV and radio and love doing it. Again, the number toll-free right now, one 9898 Moving on down to Jordan. Jordan, thank you for standing by in the wings, uh, but you're in the spotlight now. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? Great. What's uh, What's on your mind? Uh, so, uh, middle of November, um, I gave my employer two weeks notice and, uh, on the last day that I was scheduled to work, uh, the owner came to me and asked me if I'd stick around, uh, maybe just even part-time just to help out. And, uh, I told him I didn't have any objections to that, but, uh, I didn't know when exactly I would be able to do that. And, uh, so in the meantime, I had a uh, balance of hours that hadn't been paid out yet. And uh, that should have been paid out on uh, December 30th, I believe. And uh, it hadn't been paid out on the 30th. So I contacted them. I think it was the first business day of uh, this month and just said, hey, what's going on? I haven't seen my pay yet. And uh, they said, oh, sorry, we're, uh, it's, it's been delayed because we're actually uh, in the process of uh, filing your termination paperwork, which... I thought it was a little weird, seeing as how they stayed asked me to stay on. But I mean, whatever. I was putting in my two weeks' notice, anyways. Uh, so uh, today, I was finally able to uh, make my way down there and pick up my check. And uh, I am short hours. I'm short about fifty hours on my paycheck. Uh, and I've reached out to my uh, manager, and I haven't heard anything back from them. I'm just wondering what uh, the best uh, course of action is from this point on. So I think your, your first instinct to contact your manager is the right one in that you want to understand what what happened. Is there a mistake on their part? Maybe somehow they can show you that you made a mistake in calculating. So, so obviously that's something you want to resolve that way. If you can't resolve it, no, no, they're wrong and they don't care. The best thing for that is you file a complaint with the government, the Ministry of Labor. They can enforce unpaid wages. They can order them to pay. That resolves it quickly. So talk to them. If you can resolve it, Ministry of Labor, best way to do it, no cost, fast, and it'll get you paid. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. That information couldn't be more correct. That is the toll-free number to call in now and join the show. Love having you join us here. 
uh, every afternoon on a on a Sunday. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight is how you do that. Going to move on down to Keith, who's been uh, been standing by for a moment. Hi, Keith. Thank you for taking the time. What's your question? Hi, uh, I've been working at a place for twelve and a half years. Last two years, I've been a night shift supervisor. Uh, before Christmas, got into an argument with my direct supervisor about taking on the day shift role for the three days where they didn't have anyone. Uh, he told me it was a conflict of authority with our branch manager's son and me. Uh, apparently, we couldn't work together. Uh, it ended with him telling me, I, sh- I, he, he, I he said, I feel like you should go work somewhere else. I said, I'm not in the right mindset to be working. I gave him my keys, the cell phone, and I left. Uh, I then contacted our HR, which is back east, saying, I'm not sure if I quit. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in a weird place right now. Please help. Um, they got back to me saying that I should use my sick days for the time off so that nothing's set in stone yet. Uh, I used my sick days. Uh, I then got a call back on those three days where they only had the day shift only, saying that I need to contact them to work this out. I said they need to contact me if they want to work this out. I mean, they were the ones that were aggressive towards me. Uh, they Then HR told me if I don't show up for my shift, that will be seen as abandoning my post. I then found out they had canceled the night shift completely. So they're only a day shift. Uh, so I went in and grabbed my toolbox. I tried to talk to our branch manager and my supervisor. They both refused to talk to me. And I found out my branch manager told my direct supervisor not to contact me, even though HR was telling her him to contact me. So I'm kind of at this limbo where it still shows I'm an employee, but they paid out my vacation time, but uh, I'm not sure where to go from this. So obviously there's, you know, it's a, longer story and I, I'd want to obviously yeah. get into some more details in terms of what happened and the correspondence you had with HR and, and to kind of zero in on the dates, etc. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, I would look at this as a termination and, and that means you know, especially after all those years, I think you said you've been there for 12 or 14 years. Yeah. You're going to be owed probably north of a year's pay here. So there's significant entitlements here. You know, if you're not at work, you've, you've either quit or you've been terminated. There's no other option. And it doesn't sound like you've actually done what needed to be done to, to quit. So you've, you've been terminated. But again, I would want to meet with you or have a chat and go over the details of the story and the dates and the, and, and, you know, the correspondence. But yeah. ultimately, I think the conclusion is going to be here. You've been terminated. You're owed severance. And after all those years, we're not talking a couple of months. We're talking a year or more. So, so Keith, very important. I want you to connect with me off air. Let's uh, yeah. have that chat and, and uh, let's move forward that way. Sounds great. Yeah. No, awesome. Keith, appreciate it, pal. Here's that number again to reach Leora after the show and, and going forward, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, going on down the line to Rick, who's up next. Rick, thank you for taking the time and holding on for a moment. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Excellent. Uh, I was employed with a company for six years. A comp- uh, competitor headhunted me. Uh, for whom I worked nine months. The nine months I was exposed to a very toxic work environment. And finally, uh, when I uh, brought some of my concerns up to uh, senior management, um, I was told that uh, the uh, over uh, uh, the higher up uh, powers, the VP would uh, take a look at the situation and sit down and talk to me. Um, and that never happened. The next thing I knew is that I was uh, terminated. I was terminated without cause, and um, 
I was given two weeks uh, severance, but my, my issue here is uh, I feel like because I was headhunted um, and taken away from secure employment, you know, that six years prior I was working in uh, the uh, other company should be taken into consideration. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I'll say that even if those six years were not taken into consideration, you'd be owed a lot more than two weeks. You'd probably be owed four months just based on your nine months of service with, with, with the company. But I agree completely. If, in fact, you worked, uh, uh, you, you weren't looking to leave or they came and hunt, headhunted you, recruited you, then this is what we call inducement. I was talking about that at the beginning of the show. Then, yes, you get enhanced severance that recognizes your time with the previous company. So you could now be looking at eight months of severance or more based on that, even though you only work for this company now for, for a few months. So yes, you're absolutely owed much more. But there's another issue here, and that is this. You complain about harassment or, or being mistreated. You cannot be let go because of that. Now, I know they're probably going to say, well, no, no, that's not why we let him go. But come on, we're not blind. We, we understand what happened here. You were let go because you were kind of the squeaky wheel. Well, that's illegal. Okay, that, that's that's a breach of several pieces of legislation. So they can't do that. So there could be additional damages and compensation that's owed to you because of that. So there's there's a lot of things here that this company did wrong, Rick. So what I want you to do, absolutely, this is very important. I want you to connect with me off air. You're you're owed many more months of severance, potentially much more than that because of how they let you go and when they let you go. So let's connect off air and let me get to work to try to help you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rick, for your time as well. one 821 5900 to reach out to Lior. But here now, toll-free, of course, one 9898 Whether you're an employer or an employee, we help all kinds. There's always information to be gleaned from the show if you're on either side of the table for sure. Moving on down to Tony. Tony, you've been very patient uh, hanging on while we get through some other calls. How are you, pal? I'm doing good, thanks. Yourself? Excellent. Good, uh, good to have you on the air. What's going on? Well, I'm actually calling from the other side of the uh, spectrum. Oh, cool. I'm, uh, uh, Excellent. I'm an owner in a small uh, small fabrication company in Alberta. Um, and, uh, we, you know, I'm kind of wanting to make sure that we are treating our guys the right way and stuff here. But we've uh, there's a couple guys in the next uh, year or two that are going to be retiring after about 20 years of uh, working with us. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, the plan is always to, you know, let's give a nice retirement gift or whatever if uh, – if there's money in the coffers and, and whatnot, but uh, um, a voluntary retirement, I just want to make sure that I'm not giving them something that's expected and I want to give more than what's expected. Or is there like a, a, a required retirement payoff or something for a, a willing willing retirement? Excellent question, Tony. So here, that's actually fairly straightforward. If the person is retiring and leaving voluntarily, then you actually owe them nothing. You're not owed to, you don't owe them any compensation or anything else because it's their decision. Obviously, it would be very different if you decided that they have to go, then yes, you'd owe them and potentially a, a significant amount. So in this situation, nothing is owed. So if you want to be kind of a good guy and a generous guy and you decide to give them something, that is your decision. I'm sure it's going to be well uh, appreciated and respected. But that's completely okay. your decision. The law kind of would stay away from that. So you do what you think is right in that situation. Excellent. Okay, that's what we'll continue to do. Then, uh, then hypothetically, if a guy was hitting retirement age, um, yeah, this isn't the case at all. But uh, 
what if a guy is trying to push to get fired after 20 years? And that's <laughs> not the case at all right now. But uh, like in that case, then you're basically looking at severance pay for for however long based on his age and his uh, and his position kind of thing. Well, here's the thing, you know. If by trying to get fired or let go, they're not doing a good job, they're not behaving properly, well, if you do it right, so you give them a warning, you, you kind of engage in what we call progressive discipline, of then course, at some yeah. point you may be able to let them go and not have to pay them anything. Uh, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. you know, as long as you do your work and you don't jump from zero to a termination right off the bat, a warning, a second warning, maybe a final warning, then you may be able to let them go without severance. But if it's yeah, simply well, a situation yeah. where you say, you know what, I, I want to hire someone else, I'm going to let you go, then, yeah, in that situation, you would have to pay severance. Okay. And is it uh, dependent at all on if they're over 65 or not for either case? So we don't have – keep in mind, we don't have mandatory retirement anymore. So yeah. the, the age it, it shouldn't be a factor in deciding to let someone go. But the older the employee is, if you let them go, the more severance they're actually owed. But if you of let course. someone go – their age should not form a part of the decision to let them go. That would be age discrimination under age human rights laws. Yeah, exactly. No, you uh, you cleared the air very much. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. And uh, any other questions, you can always reach out to Lior and the team. Always ready to talk to you. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We got uh, James standing by. We'll take a short break first, James. So just hang on to the other side. We'll get to you and our other callers as well. And we can look forward to hopefully every employer one day being just like Tony, because those guys <laughs> are the good ones for sure. We'll continue here. You want to call through and talk to us, James? You're up next. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. And we'll continue with more of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. And yeah, we are. Back Back with the Employment Law Show. Thank you so much, everybody who's taking the time to grab a phone, put aside what you were doing, and give us a call and listen in to the show. We do it every week at this time, so you can always tune in and uh, make your calls on air and get some questions. Beyond that, reaching Lior when the show is done, simple, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca, and free use uh, and anonymous use of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Great website. Check it out when you got some time. But here and now, still got some time to go. Toll free, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. James, finally, we're going to get you on the air, pal. Thanks so much for hanging on. How are you? Good to be here. Thanks, guys. You bet. Um, I, I guess this is maybe similar to that previous caller mentioning about the union not representing employees. That's basically how I'm feeling. Um, this is in regards to, <clears throat> I've never heard your show before. I'm sure it's been discussed exhaustively, but essentially because of uh, medical mandates, vaccine requirements, that type of thing. Um, my employer mandated it. My union assured us that we don't want to see anyone lose time. As dates came, they changed. Um, the day came and went when uh, the, the deadline came. I was put on an unpaid LOA by my employer, wasn't offered any other employment within the organization, even though it's multifaceted, uh, it's with the municipality, and um, was put on an unpaid, unpaid LOA. If that requirement hadn't changed, essentially, I would have been terminated indefinitely is how I felt. That's how I was looking at it. Um, something came to light about some actions, something that I did while I was on unpaid LOA, and the union came around and uh, brought it forward to the employer, and I was terminated. And the union is saying they will not represent. So I, I just don't know what your view is. I don't know if there's any recourse. 
So the problem with a unionized employee that your only representative is the union. So you've heard me talk on the show about, you know, if you have this issue, give me a call, et cetera. Well, that really only applies to non-union employees because a unionized employee can't hire a lawyer to represent them, can't deal with their employer on their own. It has to be the union. And of course, then that's when you say, well, that's great, Lior, but the union says they're not going to do anything. The only recourse that you have in that situation is to file a complaint against the union with the labor board, uh, essentially to have the labor board order the union to to act for you. That's called a duty of fair representation complaint, duty of fair representation. I can tell you, though, that the chances of being successful in that situation is very, very, very small. It's extremely rare that the labor board gets involved and orders the union to to do that. But that is the only recourse that's available. You can't otherwise force the union. You can't say, well, if the union's not doing something, I'm just going to get Lior to hire to to, to help me. So your options, unfortunately, are are limited by virtue of you being a unionized employee. Yeah, I, I have looked at the labor board and some of their decisions, and it seems like they're always siding with the union. You can read you can read the decisions, as I'm sure you know. Um, yep. What What is your view of, of unpaid LOA initiated by an employer? So, again, if we're talking non-unionized contacts, they can't do that. It's illegal. And it may be illegal for you as well. The problem is that the only one that can do something about it is the, the union. So if the union says, well, it may be, but we're not going to do anything, you don't have any options. Because it's easy for me yeah. to say it's illegal, but... The only way that that matters is if you actually have legal recourse, and and the only recourse is available is through the union. So ultimately, doesn't really matter what I say; matters really what the union says because they're the only ones that could do something about it. Yep, yep. I kind of expected it. That's that's the road that I mean, it's so it's almost a year past already, and I just thought I'd call and see what you had to say. So I appreciate your time. Thanks, James. Yeah, James, appreciate you tuning into the show and hope you uh, come back and, and join us again for sure. You know, it's interesting. We, we, we often get this, this phone call or one similar to James, Lior, and it's, it's basically what it boils down to is being unionized. It's good on the front end. I mean, I've got a family member who's unionized and the benefits and all so on and so forth. Holidays, you know, are great. But if it comes down the pike where there's a, you know, some sort of confrontation with somebody at work, or you're dealing with the union as versus the employer or even severance. Man, it's 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 not good on when you're going out the door. It really isn't. It, it could certainly be very problematic. And listen, I, I, yeah. there's some unions that are better than others and, and some unions representatives that are better than others. The, the things that I don't like about the unionized situation, this is not a knock against unions, it's simply the fact that if you have a workplace problem, you're dependent on someone else to take it up for you. You can't deal with it yourself. And I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I'm hoping that someone else is going to take my case on and decide to help me. No, I I, I want to be able to say, if I have a workplace problem, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to make sure that it gets resolved. And that the problem with the unionized environment is the union may say, well, Politically, we don't want to take on your employer for this issue, so we're going to leave you uh, alone and not help you. That's something I don't like. And with the union as the employee, if your union won't help you, there's really no other option. And again, guys, you still got a few minutes to make that phone call and talk to us here on air toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. I want to slide over to a couple of emails we've uh, we've had during the show. Uh, that is help at employmentlawyer.ca, by the way. Frank says, Lior, my former employer found out that I'm working for a competitor of theirs and is now threatening to take legal action against me. Any advice? 
yeah, uh, find a time machine and, and not do it. Uh, <laughs> it, it it's a problem. No, and, I, and joking aside, when you work for a company, it's expected that you're going to act in their best interests. And working for a competitor at the same time is clearly not in their best interest. It, it, it's a problem. Now, it's okay if the company doesn't care. Or by the same token, you know, competitors, that's a broad term. If you work for McDonald's uh, in the morning and uh, A&W in the evening, it, it's fine. It's not an issue. But if you're working for a company that's truly competitive in a competitive industry, then uh, and you're working for their competitor, that's, that's a problem. And that is certainly something you can be disciplined for. So what I would do in that situation is have a talk with the employer, make sure they understand you weren't betraying their secrets, you weren't going after their clients, you weren't uh, soliciting anyone and hoping you can resolve it with them. Now, can they sue you? Probably not. Can they fire you for cause? Potentially. Not a good idea to work for a competitor of, of the other company, at least without the company knowing. And again, that number, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. We'll get to uh, Gordy, who just uh, wants to make a final phone call here before we wrap in a few minutes. Gordy, how are you, pal? Well, I'm uh, more than a little confused. All right. um, let's Let's just leave that as uh, outside the medical connotation to confused. I'm currently staying in a senior's warehouse, as I call it. Um, where they pack as many seniors of all sorts of uh, medical conditions into one area so that they can all pass them around in circles. Okay. Is this an employment anyway, thing, Gordy? The, yeah. Uh, okay. The care aides that are here are fabulous from all over the world. Okay. I... I was wondering if there was anything that could be done about a, uh, I guess now a quote long-term uh, situation. I was working as purchasing agent for United Maritime, a uh, ship's chandler in Vancouver, and uh, well, I spotted an error that was being on on my to-do list I didn't take it forward to the boss and say hey this is a transcription error by young lady uh, secretary sort so Gordy sort let, of. Sorry, let, let, let me stop you there Gordy only because we're, we have to get off air and I know that I'm not going to get to finish your question so here's the best thing we can do why don't you call me in the office we'll give you that number in a second let's you and I not be restrained by time and can have a proper conversation about your situation and what can be done. And, and, and I'll be happy to talk to you. Gordy, appreciate the call, pal. Yeah, it's going to be something I want to carry on a little further with Lior outside the hour of the show. But uh, but there you go. To reach out, you can do it, Gordy. And for you as well, if you've been listening this past hour, real simple, one 821 5900 is how you do that. Email is uh, is good as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And then finally, as I mentioned a couple times during the past hour, the website that's free and anonymous for you uh, to use and take advantage of, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Not only will you learn a lot, you yeah, got contact information there as well, but you have 
have access to what we call the severance calculator, which 2 million plus Canadians have used. So you can take full advantage of that and find out exactly how much severance you should be owed. That number may surprise you. In fact, it probably will. And that's fine. After you go through that particular metric, you can call Lior and follow up with a phone call as well. Thank you so much for all your input and all your phone calls. And we'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show.